0: Hey, what's going on? Before we get into this episode of White Heat, just want to let you know about our great friends at Johnstone Supply. But instead of talking about the fact that you need to get your furnaces checked and make sure everything is A-OK with your thermostats and the such to get yourself ready as the cold months of winter are not too far down the road. Things are getting a little chilly because of Halloween coming up and Thanksgiving and next thing you know, it's Christmas and you're gonna be like, oh, shit, I need to fix my heat. But. We're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about something different. As this month of October, it is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, something that I know is very near and dear to my heart. And Godzilla Media, we are teaming up with Johnstone Supply on our first ever bus trip uh, as Johnstone Supply is looking to kick cancer. And they are su- we are supporting Pink Month with all proceeds from this trip. It's a bus trip to the U Albany main football game on Saturday, October twenty third. So, as of this record date, we're looking at eight days from now, the twenty third. Uh, all proceeds from the trip are going to the American Cancer Society. We're not keeping a dime. Johnstone Supplies are keeping a dime. It's all going towards the ACS. At uh, sixty bucks a ticket, which includes round trip bus, your t- your game ticket. A t-shirt, a albany U-Albany t-shirt and food and drink at the stadium. So basically it's going to be a 10.30 a.m. meet time at Johnstone Supply in Troy. Bus leaves at 11 and kickoffs at once. You have plenty of time to get your seat, get your food, get your drink, relax, and enjoy what should hopefully be a beautiful day of Division I college football. Payments are due by the morning of the trip. So worst case scenario, if you go and look at the information of the trip, you Not sure if you're going to be able to have the payment ready up front. It's okay. All you got to do is just make sure you have it by day of trip and everything will be a okay. As right now, it's looking at bright and sunny skies for next Saturday. So it should be a wonderful day for football. If you have any questions about this event, you can always email our boy Gaz. His email is Gaz, G O Z, at GodzillaMedia.com. Or you can visit the link that will be in the YouTube description for this show, or I'll just tell you right now. Go to gazillamedia.com backslash johnstone-u-albany-trip and I'll give you all the information as well about the first ever Godzilla Media bus trip sponsored by our friends at Johnstone Supply in Troy. All proceeds going to a great cause at the American Cancer Society. And hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Uh, We took a week off, but we are back here with White Heat, episode 21. The show is old enough to drink, now in the United States. Um, So, last week, just a a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on between the two of us. We decided, you know what? Let's let's take the week off. Let's come back at it full strength, full speed ahead. And, uh, yeah, we're ready to rock and roll. JJ, how you doing, my friend? Football! Sorry, I had to. <laughs> yeah, listen, hey, hey, f- football, football is a big deal. Um, yeah. I know not so much a big deal near where you are because UConn sucks this year, like they do most years. But hey, you know UConn. Ain't been UConn, good
1: since they had Offa Junior on the team.
0: True, but hey, UConn has uh, UConn has college basketball, um, uh, which, by the way, by the way, I mean the women's college basketball team. They are who they are. On the men's team. Uh, my cousin. Oh no, not cousin. My uh, my nephew. He's on the team. Andre Jackson. He's a uh six six five athletic swingman. If what do you get a chance, check him out. I think he's over forty four, if I remember correctly. So I think he's gonna be a June. Yeah, he's a junior year. So
2: nice.
0: Keep an eye on him. Any hooser? Um. We are presented by Godzilla Media and sponsored by our good friends at Johnstone Supply and Troy. Also sponsored by our good friends at Mohawk Honda in Scotia Glenville. And we're ready to rock and roll, so let's just get right into it. Uh, Let's begin with the G1 because things are interesting as New Japan's taken a few days off. They just had events um, earlier in the week, and now they're taking off until... Monday, they're taking this entire weekend off um, and prepping for what should be a, a thrilling week next week for the tournament, as they will have events Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, with Monday and Wednesday... Um, well, Monday, I'm assuming, based on this look... Um, okay, so... Let me back up for a second. So, Monday will be the final night of A Block. Wednesday will be the final night of B Block. And then Thursday will be your Final Four. Uh, your traditional Final Four. So, this is what we're looking at. In A Block, going into their final night on Monday. Right now, it's a four-way tie at the top. Kota Ibushi, Shingo Takagi, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta. All sitting at 12 points. Ishii's at 10. And then everyone else, they're effectively eliminated at this point. Notable matchups for those top five. So Ibushi and Kenta will face off. So 12 versus 12 there. Takagi gets Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, Ishii, who's sitting at 10, he gets Toru Yano. And then Zack Saber Jr. gets Tonga Loa, and who else am I missing? Uh, nope, that was that was everyone. So, so you have two of your 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 f- two people in your four way tie for first facing off in Kota and Kenta. You have Takagi facing Yujiro Takahashi. ZSJ facing Tonga Loa. So, ideally, from a creative perspective, one would assume. Taga's going to be motivated as hell to knock off Takagi in order to open the door for Kenta. um, Which would well then, I believe, open the door for Ishii. Because let me see, the losses Ishii has are. Yeah, so Ishii's losses are to Ibushi, Takagi, and Kenta. And then obviously they all got a win from Naito being injured and she got five other wins on top of that. So, a lot of intrigue going on in that block. A lot of intrigue. Um to forecast it out, it's tough. I'm still thinking it's the the way I'd forecast out. You can tell me if I'm wrong. I'd forecast that was probably Takagi versus the winner of Kenta and Ibushi. I don't think are oh, gonna yes. see you're gonna see your heavyweight champion lose to Yujiro. Right. Which effectively would make Kenta uh, Kenta versus Ibushi your winner go home match. Yeah. That's the way I would project that. Yeah. Uh B block, which wraps up Wednesday night. The what is it Wednesday the twentieth? So Jeff Cobb has swept the field so far. Uh-huh. Jeff Cobb is eight and zero. What's intriguing though is, um, we might have a case where you get the same match to wrap up pool play, for lack of a better phrase, and to claim the winner of the B block uh-huh. because Cobb is facing Okada in his final B, uh, B block match. Uh-huh. Okada is sitting at 14 points and all alone in second place with his only loss coming to Tamatanga. And the only other person that's even in the, even close in that realm is evil who has 12 points. His two losses come into Cobb and Okada. So essentially, because Evil Ray lost to Okada, the B block is pretty much clinched at this point between Okada and Cobb. So you're going to see the same match back to back nights, or do you think they're just going to go with, okay, you both already clinched top two. It's the last match of B block. Just whoever wins this match is the one that goes to the final. Won't well, you would assume that would be that way, or do you, you think would they assume, really? But do? who knows? <laughs> yeah. So. You know, we'll wait and see how they announce what happens that night. But I would, I'd say it's safe to say they'll just be like, if they, if they have any common sense, I'll just be like, well, fuck it, they're facing each other already in the final match of, blo- of a block competition, and they already clinched top two. Why don't we just make their fucking, <laughs> match? why don't we just make it for the B block winner? Um, I'm pretty sure this is Cops here. Yeah, that's that's the way they. I mean, when you when you when you build yourself through B block, that had the U.S. champ. Uh, their Cena... John. C- well, all right, maybe not their John Cena, but two okay. guys are like basically Okada's Cena A and Cena B. Okay, we'll call it that. So you have the U.S. champ. You have their Flair and Okada, Hiroki Goto, who's a former winner. Uh, Sonata, who it seems like new Japan's very touch and going if they want to push him singles and not push him singles. Yeah. Um, evil. evil, evil, same thing. Um, you know, not, not, not an easy block at all. And they put Cobb to the moon by going eight and zero through it so far. So I would tend to agree. This probably will be Cobb's year, which will then set up Cobb and Takagi for wrestle kingdom. Um, which by the way, they did announce Wrestle Kingdom officially for the 4th and 5th of January, like usual. Yep. Um, but here here's an intriguing part I want to get into. Because in the background of all this, great tournament, all that jazz, and the Nido injury, obviously, those are like your, the, your your main headlines are the craziness of A block, Nido getting hurt, Cobb being dominant, in B block. Yep. Those are your three main headlines. But in the background, we have Jay White, who technically has a claim here. Yeah. And it was not in the tournament.
1: Right.
0: So, creative booking here, what do you do with Jay White?
1: That's a good question. I mean, do we go with the... Do we we try to shoehorn in title versus title stuff all over again like we did the past two years? Or who knows?
0: It's just an awkward position because – I mean there's a couple different ways you can go about it. You can just say option A is not a good option, but it's an option because logically it kind of makes sense. You can just throw Jay White in the match and make it a triple threat. Now, obviously, that's that's how you piss off Jeff Cobb and potentially some of the New Japan fan base mm-hmm. by having him get in without earning it. Right. Option B, Takagi Cobb night one, winner faces White night two.
1: The same thing they did two years ago with fucking uh, Naito and Okada.
0: Correct. Um, I think that's the most logical option. Or option C, even... If you don't want your champ fighting back-to-back nights, you have your fo- your title match night one or night two, whatever, and then their next show would be the eighth, three days later, and that's when White gets a shot. You could. It but just depends White- on how much you want to. It just depends on how much you want to load up both nights of the show, essentially.
1: Right. Exactly. But that also like kind of leaves Jay White out in the cold during their biggest show of the year.
0: So you'd have to get creative and try to find some kind of right, right. Um, I mean, it got overplayed a few years back because if you have nothing with, going on with Tanahashi, you could always do Tanahashi Jay White, maybe.
1: Yeah, or they could just just, fucking... for
0: the, just for the sake of giving Jay White a credible match on the biggest week of, on the biggest event of the year for them.
1: Or they could pull the. Tr- Trigger on more Bullet Club versus other Bullet Club shit, and have Jay White versus fucking Kenta.
0: Another valid option. I like that. Um, It's just the whole the whole balance of New Japan. It just it it has a weird feel right now. Uh Um, like. uh, What I'm going to say, say, I think you'll agree with as much as you're not going to like what I'm going to say. And by no means is this me giving credit to the people I'm about to mention. I think it's just the honest truth, though. I feel like New Japan has been kind of lost in this gray shade, in this shade of gray right now with their product since... Kenny and the Bucks went off and started AEW, and this is not what me giving Kenny. That? This is not me, Kenny, and the saying. Kenny, and the Bucks made New Japan, but the way they just kind of like they, they basically left New Japan in a a position where they may not have necessarily been fully prepared to fill those spots on the card right away with them. I don't know if- um, not so much Cody. Cody was was on again, off again, so I don't even really count him. It's really just Bucks, Kenny. Um, Hangman was come and go as well, so it's really just those three.
1: I don't know if I would put it at that point because I think New Japan did all right after they left on their own. Um, where I think the big missteps in the past two years have been, um is because like going into the Wrestle Kingdom where they had Okada and Naito where they were they for 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 both belts, and they had Naito win. And then for the next year, they still had the two belts as separate. They should have unified them right there. That was misstep number one. Misstep number two was having Nido drop those belts to evil out of nowhere because evil wasn't. An established singles guy. He was a tag guy. And then the next big misstep
0: was... huh? At least not an established singles guy to that level yet. Is right, what I'm exactly.
1: And then I think the next big misstep was turning a bushy heel. And the last big misstep was putting the fucking title on Osprey. And introducing that god awful looking belt in between Ibushi and Osprey.
0: Yeah, it's
1: I think those were the big missteps of New Japan over the past two years.
0: No one else I think hasn't been a tremendous help either. Um this is totally speaking from a personal perspective. I I could be way out of bounds in saying this. When did they lose their TV deal with Axis? Or when did it phase out?
1: It's been a couple of years now.
0: Yeah, let's say it was pretty much around the same time when Kenny, the Bucks, Cody, right? Um,
1: it was around that. It was, it was
0: around impact. that same time-ish period, right? Basically, Cuban was
1: able to pick up impact for cheaper than it was to air New Japan, so that's the route they went.
0: Yeah, it's just like. Like I try to keep up with the product as much as I can, so um, this is not me complaining. It's just me being honest. I feel like, yeah. like good for them, they were able to establish the New Japan strong product, and they're trying to tour with that. And you know, they're, they're maintaining. Even- they're trying to maintain a foothold in, in the U.S. But I feel like mm-hmm. losing that TV deal has just—I don't know. It's like uh, New Japan just it's feels even- like more and more of a mystery to me than it used to. They-
1: They even fucked up with that because New Japan Strong was supposed to be featured on the Roku channel, and it's not. You go to the Roku channel, all you see is past matches from Wrestle Kingdom from the last two, three years. You don't see New Japan Strong. So they announced that whole big deal, and then it fucking fell through. So the only time you can see New Japan Strong is on fucking New Japan World. And I canceled my New Japan World subscription the moment they put their title on Will Ospreay,
2: Ospreay. because yeah. I
1: refuse to give fucking money to a company that puts their title or fucking employs a piece of shit like that.
0: Which swings us over to MLW, which I know you'd like to talk about. Um, yeah. Um, Hammerstone's double champ now. Tajiri's the new middleweight don't champion. Don't
1: champ yeah, yeah. Uh, as of two days ago, Hammerstone uh, uh, they, uh, um, relinquished the open weight title.
0: Well, that was expected, but
1: well, they weren't sure if they were going to have him relinquish to have it keep going or to have him unify it.
0: So they they so open weight is vacated. But I, I was stunned when because it was Myron Reader. Yeah. It, it was Myron Reed who had the belt uh, going into that. Correct.
1: Yeah, that was the big thing that really baffled me was because in the almost 20-year history of MLW, Myron Reed is the only two-time champion of anything. He was so he was a two-time middleweight champion, but no one else has ever held any of their titles for more than one occasion. Myron Reed was the only two-time champion, and they made a big deal about that. And he dropped it in his first defense.
0: Yeah, that's... Mm. like kind of
1: It's kind of shitty. I mean, it was a nice nostalgia pop, and I mean, Tajiri can obviously still go, but I think the big reason was because now that That wasn't silly, right? Yeah, now that MLW is running again, they're going to be featuring Fusion on Vice and Fusion Alpha on YouTube. So now that they have a semi-TV deal, they wanted a recognizable name. But... At the same time, like, the very kind of expensive because you got to fly him in because he's still working all Japan on a regular basis. And uh, I think Cornette said it best when he was reviewing Fightland was um, it still looks like an indie product on TV because they filmed in the arena, which nothing wrong with the arena. The arena is fucking great, but it looks like a small setting. So mm-hmm. you're facing the same you're facing the same hurdle that impact faces with their studio. As you can see how small the crowd is. And like I said, congrats, you know, Hammerstone and Hammerstone and Fatu had a banger of a match, even with Hammerstone finishing with a sprained ankle, which God love him for doing it. But, uh, I, the moment that they, they shoehorned in that stupid little freaking, like, it was like someone's podcast in the middle of the damn show on national fucking TV. as just like, oh, we're going to have fucking Meltzer be a satellite for no fucking reason. And we're going to talk about other companies. Like, no, talk about your own company. Talk about the up-and-comers in your company. Don't talk about who the fuck's going to AEW and WWE. No one cares. They can fucking do anything. No, no one. like does, does fucking Impact sit there and talk about that shit? No. Does ROH talk about that shit? No. Why should you? And then you just drop the bomb of "We're bringing in Mr. Rape Apologist," and at that point, I went, "Sorry, MLW, I'm not going to watch you anymore."
0: Yeah, it's just—I don't know. I feel like here's here, here's to go back to Tajiri for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to completely shit on him, but it's also not 2000 anymore. And,
1: uh it's not but the
0: jury can still work fair um I'm just interested to see what they can do with that yeah um I don't know I, I, I just uh, I'm at a loss for when because let's be let's just let's just put this let me just say what I want to say and you can Yell and scream at me all you want. Then <laughs> putting that title on Tajiri, God love him. It's an indie move. Oh, I agree. Because, um, no offense to MLW, but little Guido Maritato and Super Crazy are not walking through that door to give you the kind of matches you might be thinking of having.
1: I mean, Guido might. <laughs> super crazy kind of fat now. Greta can still kind of work.
0: when <laughs> you get my point, though.
1: I know. I get it. I
0: get it. Um,
1: I mean, he held his own in that four-way, especially because, like, Eras and Aramis really impressed me when I saw them live.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not... I'm, I'm not a fan of it. Like, it's just like... Uh, it was because it's the, they
1: were on a national stage. That's why they did it.
0: Right. And it's just... It's the indie equivalent to me of any time and just to... You can call this comparison out of bounds if you want, but to me, that's like the indie equivalent of any time that WWE brings back Goldberg or Brock. It's like...
1: I don't think it's on that big of a scale, but it was definitely... It was a nostalgia pop. And for comparison's sake, I,
0: yes. No, I completely
1: agree. It's like, um, perfect example, perfect example of another company that we both have no love for, fucking NEW a couple of years ago when they put their fucking title on Cody.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just because... Right, right, right. And then he sat in the corner of a bar and did nothing. Oh, wait. (laughs) Sorry, I had to bring that up again. If you don't get it, I think that was two episodes ago. Go back and listen. Um, (laughs) All right, so we want to also bring up Ring of Honor for a moment before we get into the two main companies we usually focus on, which is WWE and AEW. We want to discuss Ring of Honor for a hot second for – and I just thought of a second reason, but the main reason I want to bring it up is this gentleman right here on, that's listed on our screen. If you're not watching the YouTube video, the name He's is Danhausen. Danhausen. Um. <laughs> what was that? Did He's I, very evil. He's very famous. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, Danhausen is a, a very intriguing character. To me. And it's... This is going to sound really mean, but it's honest. Dan Housen is a more clowned-up, entertaining version by a multiple of ten than what Darby Allen could even dream of being. Yes. Okay? Um... And he's, he, he's done entertaining stuff. Now he's got PCO with him. I can't think of the other guy that's with him. Um,
1: Monica Lameda's with him, and so is, uh Steph. He's
0: calling him Steve, so I keep forgetting who it is. Right. That's that, that, that's the guy I'm trying to think of. Yeah, um, but He's got PCO with him. That's always intriguing. Um, I know at one point he was doing some random shit with Dalton Castle before. I believe his contract just expired with ROH. Um... Um, I'm always saying that because I am pretty sure I saw something where Dalton Castle is now starting to take dates again. So
1: huh.
0: I th- think he didn't I think he ended up not re signing with them. Um, well, I mean, but that's another topic. Yeah, but I I I he posts... The, the, the post was very I'll show it to you later. Um yeah. but um and if it's the case that's something we'll discuss on another show. Um but, I guess the, the, the question becomes, could there be a point, now I'm not going to say which direction he goes, but could we get to a point where he possibly gets too big for Ring of Honor?
1: I don't know about that.
0: Um, Because, now it's not to say he's going to come into... He's going to suddenly show up at NXT and blow everybody <laughs> out of the water. That's not what I'm saying. God, I would love um, that, but it would never happen. No. Uh, <laughs> although I will say this, if you did that, he'd probably be more entertaining than at least 80% of the shit I saw this past week, but whatever. Um, and that's not to say he's going to just, well, this is actually more logical of the two, but that's not to say he's just going to randomly show up on a dynamite and attack somebody. Um. Okay.
1: AEW wouldn't know what to do with them. Same thing with WWE. They wouldn't know what to do with that character.
0: Yeah, that's the only thing. Because because really what it boils down to, and I'm not sure this is the best comparison, but it's the only one I can think of. Like I mentioned, I made the Darby Allin comparison earlier. But really what he is, he's a modern-day marriage of... I'm not even sure you're going to appreciate this. It's it's kind of like a weird marriage between Vampiro and Doink the Clown, yeah. And it's like just the right it's just the right amount of goofy, but also weird at the same time for it to be appreciated by a modern audience. But I'm just not entirely sure. Unless you really PG the shit out of him, I don't see where he'd be a truly perfect fit. On a, on a bigger national stage.
1: See. I think he would. He would actually be kind of a good fit in MLW. Because. That's fair. Is, that's a place where they have enough creative freedom. But like. You could also see like. You could see him fit in because they have a good balance of serious and comedy there. Mm.
2: Uh,
1: unfortunately if they do at this point I wouldn't see him. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Otherwise, like I, I honestly think Dan, like like if if he ever chose to, like I think he would have a fucking spectacular rundown in Mexico.
0: Um, if you want about Triple A, that would be a nice boost, yes. Because really I mean, just talking specifically to Triple A. Listen, you, I shared my thoughts with Triple Mania. Like, I can't, what, what was that? There was uh, what the hell was that match? It was like a stable versus stable six man tag kind of match where, like, there was one non Mexican dude who wasn't wearing a mask. Um, it was somebody's brother. We talked about this. Um, I don't know. I got I got to look this up because now it's bugging me. Was well,
1: that the one um, with like murder clown and freaking?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, I'm try to I try actually, to find this
1: yeah. I actually got Go kind of mad. There was actually a, there was an indie show in Connecticut. I don't know if it has happened or if it happened in the past couple of weeks. Dan Housen was actually booked on it. It was at a, it was a, it was actually like at a, like a bar trivia thing. With mm-hmm. wrestling uh, at the outside, but uh, unfortunately, they had Lex Luger on the show, and uh, I-, I won't pay to see people who murdered Miss Elizabeth. So um, that's why I didn't go. <laughs> but it sucks because like Danhausen was on the show, and in all honesty, when like when I have my druthers again and COVID dies down and we start running, I would love to book Danhausen. Uh, depending on how much he charges, uh, I think, see now uh, for, for your product, I'll be perfect. Exactly, and unfortunately. He's moved away, but God, how fun would a fucking Dan Housen Len you feud be?
0: God mind. I was only about to say, God, if Dan House only existed ten years earlier. Ugh. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. That would yeah. That
1: would be funny. Fantastic. Shit.
0: Um, so the triple mania match I was referencing. Okay. Um, it was La Impressa versus Team Triple A. Lon Presa had Puma King, DMT Azul, and Sam Adonis was the guy I was thinking of. Okay. And he's whose brother? Um, blah, 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 blah. Oh, who was it? He's that guy. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, da, 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 da. brother, 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 brother. He's the younger brother of Corey Graves. Oh, okay. Um, and then the other team was Pagano, Chessman, and Murder Clown. And I want to say it was Murder Clown and Chessman. That's who you were thinking of. But like that was, it was just, it was relatively entertaining because Adonis was working the crowd like a motherfucker. But like it just, uh, oh, yeah. I I only want to discuss it. Okay. Um, but yeah, MLW I could see solid. Um, yeah, or we could just. You just claim Danhausen for DPW and call God, that. That would be nice. I can't um, on a
1: regular basis. <laughs> eh,
0: you never know. Um, all right. <laughs> so we're at a fork in the road now. Do you want to go left or right? I'm not telling you which is left and which is right.
1: I'm left-handed, so left.
0: Okay, so am I. So we'll go with that. All right. Um... <laughs> so it's weird we didn't have dynamite this week yet so i gotta go
1: back to last week's dynamite to bitch about it (laughs) but uh oh yeah that's right i do have that one issue i wanted to bring up
0: that's right we have rampage tonight and uh god we'll talk about that oh
1: oh that fucking dick measuring contest jesus fuck
0: yeah and then dynamite's tomorrow night um yeah can we talk about the dick measuring contest first and then get into what you were going to mention absolutely So, it went from Rampage running at 10 p.m., like usual tonight with Rampage, Uh um, to SmackDown being preempted off of Fox because of game one of the Major League Baseball, American League Championship Series between the Red Sox and the Astros. Yep. So, they moved to FS1. Yeah. Then it was announced SmackDown was going to go two and a half hours on FS1 from mm-hmm. 8 to 10.30 yeah. to cut into the rating for AEW. And that's which, not the
1: reason they did
0: it. Right, and we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. And then the dick-matching contest continued when Tony Khan said, well, I see you that and raise you this by creating a two-match pre-show that's going to be live on YouTube from 9.30 to 10 o'clock which is dumb because considering the second match I'm going to mention why the fuck would you have that second match go the full half hour so the first match is Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty not yeah. bad but not bad but yeah. nothing nothing compared to the next match I'm going to say Brian Danielson versus Minoru fucking Suzuki so you're going to tell me you're going to fit in a quality match between Danielson and Suzuki in let's just be honest, 15, 15, it's going to be 15 after intros. Oh yeah, that's true. Fucking no, 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 no. If you were smart, you would have said, Bobby, Lee, love you. We're moving you to rampage or we're moving you to next week. But no, 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 no. Dark. How do you, well, whatever, whatever the fuck. Cause I think they use Bobby <laughs> on dark at 1.2 anyways. How do you not just devote that whole half hour to Brian and Minoru? Like, Uh that's just dumb fucking booking. Cause lols, I know. I get that. Like, well, there's like eight levels of dumb booking on that case. If you're going to do a dick measuring contest, like, really put your dick on the table. (laughs) Like, don't just half ass it. Don't, 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 no, no, no. Don't turn into a game of playing just to tip, just to see how it feels. Put it in there, Tony. Fucking put it in there. Put it in there so you're feeling the back of the cervix and everything. Like go, hold, go hard at it. Don't just half-ass it. All right. But the Tony, the G spot
1: counts. Fuck,
0: G-spot counts. T- Tony, <laughs> Tony, fucked this up and played just the tip and. And now what should have been a class a 25-minute classic on this pre-show is going to turn into an abbreviated 10 really it's going to be 10 to 12 because you know Bobby and Lee are not going to go 6 to 8. Bobby and Lee are going to go 10 to 12 factoring in the intro with whatever opening 30 seconds of commentary from whoever probably fucking uh, Taz and Excalibur. Excalibur. Um then your intros, then the, like, they're not going to get to this fucking match until fucking 45, and then you know Menorah's entrance is two and a half minutes, Brian's going to be a minute, minute and a half, so now I'm going to have the fucking bell ring till 49, and you're not going to have I the match go did. right up- the I match is going to go did. right up to 10 o'clock, it's going to end. Right. And the matches are gonna go right up to ten o'clock. It's gonna end at like fifty-eight, so you can leave enough time for people to stop the YouTube feed and go to fucking TNT. So really you're getting maybe a 10-minute match out of a out of a a, a, a a pairing that should go half hour minimum. Yeah. That's so, that's level one of
1: stupidity. Here's level two of stupidity. It's on YouTube.
0: I can go right. watch it whenever the fuck I want. Right. Right. When I would have to sit the there and watch it from 9-3 to 10 o'clock. I can keep watching SmackDown, then go watch Rampage, and then if I feel up to it at midnight, yeah, let me fucking click on the YouTube video.
1: Right. And then, here's level three. <sighs> Announcing a match like that with no build is Hogan versus Goldberg fucking levels of stupidity without the box office draw. Like, I love both Ryan and Suzuki. Fucking love them, but... That's not the draw that Hogan Goldberg was, but it's the same fucking it's the same fucking small dick energy.
0: Yep. So dumb. It's actually even worse because (laughs) at least it's it's even worse because at least they used a TV show to announce the Hogan Goldberg mask or match. This one they didn't even fucking announce it on a TV show. They just put it on a fucking tweet. Yep. All right, so here's here's the entire
1: stupidity. So the whole half-hour overrun thing is happening for two reasons. One, because FS1 is basically a blank slate. So they were like, here's the extra time. Two, because this is SmackDown's go-home show before Crown Jewel, and they're really trying to push Crown Jewel as... They're basically trying to turn it into one of the big four and make it one of the big five. Like, even though, like, there is so much, like, bet, there's so much backlash of it because of it being Saudi Arabia and everything, they're really still trying to push hard on making Crown Jewel one of the big, big pay per views of the year. So that's why Fox is giving the extra time to WWE to promote it, even though it's kind of counterproductive because it's on Peacock and Fox isn't seeing any of that money. But that's a story for another day. <clears throat> it being commercial free is just because it's FS1. Like, they have their hard, it's hard to sell commercial spots on that, especially for 1030 at night on a Friday. So that's why they just gave it to them. That's that's why it's it was just like a perfect storm of a couple of different things. As far as Tony Khan throwing a fit about, oh, you're doing this to get it. No, Vince doesn't need to cut into your ratings because you're drawing fucking 400,000 viewers. Big fucking deal. Like literally, you are not drawing on that fucking show. Vince doesn't give a fuck. They gave it to Vince as a a whatever because it was basically as a consolation for having to move him to FS1 for a week because of fucking baseball. They were like, here, have some extra time. That's it. But then Tony Khan's stupid ass coming out yesterday and saying, oh, I could go commercial free too if I want, I have more money than you. You literally pulled the my daddy can beat your daddy up fucking argument? Are you fucking serious? How old are you? Fuck you. What are you... Kid's fucking... Dude, he's a kid. He's three years younger than me. And he's pulling this, I have more money than you shit. You would get your ass handed to you in any fucking nightclub. You paid to have people be friends with you as a kid. I fucking guarantee it. I have more money than you. Fuck you.
0: Yeah, that was... Even Ted Turner never said that. Yeah, that was another part of the dick measuring contest. Um, By the way, you know what's great? And I just noticed this. um, So. FS1. Yep. Yeah. Has zero college football tonight. Yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get the you're gonna get in a second. In fact, let me we'll pull up my phone real quick. There's I believe three college football games on tonight. It's gonna be relevant towards show. Just give me a moment. I'm trying to pull up the schedule on my phone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's excuse me, four college football games tonight. There's a double header on CBS Sports and a double header on ESPN.
1: Okay.
0: What's not one of those channels? Fox. USA. Well, affiliate of Fox. Keep going.
1: FS1. FS2. Okay. Yeah. Because
0: FS1 FS1, okay. Yeah. Uh, typically on a Friday night there would usually be at least a chance, especially this late into the season, they'd be having some kind of college football game on a Friday night. So you know what they're doing? As I'm looking at my cable TV guide, at least for the cable service I have here in upstate New York, not only are they showing SmackDown Live from 8 to 10.30, they're replaying it from 10.30 to 1 a.m. (laughs) So in in the contest of Dick Measurement, the winner continues to be for the last 35 years and always will be Vince Kennedy McMahon.
1: And I think there's like FS1 usually shows replays of Raw and SmackDown that get thrown in whenever. So that makes sense.
0: Yeah, they're usually throw it in like They're like, thrown in yeah, late like, night. Yeah, usually they'll throw it in like midnight or whatever. Yeah, 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 you're right. Right. Um, it's just I, I I just don't get it. Um, I want to bring up something else that I saw somebody mention. I don't know if it was Cornette or somebody else, but it's something I have to bring up. Okay. I know why they're doing it, but if you, if the numbers show it's not helping, why bother booking your new big talents on Rampage? Oh, you're talking about booking Punk versus Garcia? Punk or Danielson. Yeah. Why put either of them on your Friday night, 10 p.m. show that clearly isn't getting numbers like A, Dynamite, or B, you wanted? Why bother at this point? Why right. put them on there at all, period? Even for promos, why bother? Keep them rugged, the Wednesdays and pay-per-views. I can tell you why.
1: And it goes along with the thing that I wanted to bring up. Go ahead. So the whole argument that we've been seeing from the fucking internet wrestling community has been 10 o'clock on Fridays is a horrible spot. 10 o'clock on Fridays is a horrible spot. Nobody watches wrestling on Fridays at 10 o'clock. Blah, 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 blah. Except for the week that Punk came back, you drew 1.2 million viewers, which proves that if people want to, they will watch. You had one good week, and that one good week negates your entire fucking argument for the rest of time that nobody will watch on Friday at 10 p.m. If there is something notable to watch, people will watch it. However, when you book CM Punk versus random fucking indie kid. Nobody's going to fucking watch it. How many times have I said on this show, one name does not make a company. Yeah. And so you can't very well go one name on Rampage and get people to tune in. Especially when you went to the format of Rampage being a pre-taped show. Because... The results of the fucking match are up five minutes after fucking five minutes after midnight on fucking Thursday from people that went to go see Dynamite. Because when you cater to the fucking internet, the internet spoils your next fucking show. Because they have to feel like they're part of something. So they go, oh my God, I was at Dynamite and it was fucking amazing. And this is what happened. These are the three matches that are on Rampage, you did around Rampage, no know one. And then lisp, no one cares.
0: Lisp and everything. Lisp and everything.
1: Yes. Yeah. Lisp and everything. If you can have Aroma vision, I would like like portray BO right now to give you the full effect.
0: But does it smell like I'm Korean sure. barbecue or does it smell like pure shit?
1: The smell of Korean barbecue and fucking gas from
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing not not I want to smell when I wake up in the morning more than Korean barbecue and feces. That's tremendous. Right?
1: Seriously. But I mean and that's, and that's the point was you, they shot themselves in the fucking foot the moment they fucking drew that 1.2 million on that one show which you know something and and the thing was and if you look at the metrics of that show because everyone wants to talk about key demo so much you look at the metrics of that show people watched the first 10 minutes when punk came out and then they turned it off so they blew their load that one time and ever since then nobody fucking cares yeah. like nobody's watching thunder sorry yeah. And no matter what you do, and that and that's the thing is you're going to take your show that's failing in the ratings, and you're going to try to do all this dick measuring to try to get people to watch it against WWE's new flagship show. Like as as much as Raw has been around, and Raw was the flagship, SmackDown is the flagship show now.
0: That's I, I think I think there's another factor into this that I think we've discussed this. Before, but I feel like more than ever, now you just made a reference. Um, it needs to be brought up. Okay. I feel like because he's such a wrestling nerd, Tony's well aware of the business formatting that WCW had in the late 90s, particularly okay. to Nitro and Thunder. Yeah. And he's attempting – poorly, but he's attempting – to avoid the pitfalls and mistakes of WCW formatting, per se. Okay. The problem he's having – and this – the problem he's having, he – in his mind – he wants to be WCW.
1: He, he wants, wants to be, be he wants to be WCW in the alternate universe where Ted Turner won.
0: The part where he was in the lead for 83 weeks.
1: Yeah.
0: He wants to be WCW 97. Okay. In reality, he's ECW 99 with a cable TV contract. And the reason I say that is not even because of the product he's putting out. It's because of a five-letter word. Niche. His product is a niche. It's not mainstream enough. It feeds to – and again, this goes back to the the demo of the crowds they've been drawing for a lot of these shows, particularly when we were talking about these shows in Flushing. Uh-huh. You're drawing the male-heavy, independent in th- wrestling enthusiasts who have been clamoring for super shows for years. They now have a company that, in their minds, is putting together super shows. But in the end, no matter how many people you're dragging in from Stamford, Connecticut, you're still your base audience, your base product falls within that niche. Right. And you're gonna you're not gonna play catch up to the level you want to be at until you find a way to somehow escape that niche within your product and within your audience. And it's not gonna happen for the time being. Because I don't give a shit what's being said about these guys having their input overturned. It's never going to change as long as Bucks or Cody or Kenny have any kind of say in anything going on behind closed doors. It's not going to happen. What you need is you need to form a corporate structure a la Vince. You don't bring in indie darlings to help run your company. You bring in legitimate professionals, which they've slowly kind of but they're not at the ranking. uh, They're not at the corporate ranking they need to be to help push forward. They're bringing them in as agents for matches. They're bringing them in as fucking commentators. They're bringing them in as trainers at the wrestling school, which is great and all, But you can't change from within if you don't force the change from the top down. You're only forcing it at bottom entry-level jobs. You're not doing it – you're not even doing it at the mid-level where you have guys sitting at gorilla every week. You're doing it at basement level. Until you start making those hires at a higher corporate level, nothing's going to fucking change both with – both in the arenas and in the TV numbers. It's not going to happen.
1: You know what's even more messed up that you, you, you just reminded me of? that I, Another point I wanted to bring up about AEW.
0: Their wrestling school. The Nightmare Factory, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, the Nightmare Factory, and there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's an offshoot of the Nightmare Factory, the Rhodes Wrestling Academy, the RWA, which actually has indie shows.
0: Oh, the ones that they put on YouTube?
1: I, they might put them on YouTube, but it's the fact that they, they're they basically one and the same. And there's people that have been in that school... Since the inception of AW, that have never uh-huh. gotten a minute of airtime, even on dark. Their champion right now is the kid from Connecticut who travels down to Florida to work their shit. And then you've never seen him on dark, you've never seen him on dark elevation, but he's Cody's champion, Lucas Chase. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. wait.
1: Roads Wrestling Academy.
0: So, Lucas... Wait, he books himself out? Or is he actually training down there? He
1: trains down there, but he lives up here. And he, like, on his own time, goes down there. How often? I I I don't I know I've, he was down there recently, because he's their fucking champ. But still, like, you don't see the... You, I know, I know of at least a handful of people that were part of the inaugural class of the Nightmare Factory and are still there that have never been on TV in any aspect. Yet they will take any indie fuck that will travel to the fucking show and give them three hundred fifty bucks to appear on the show to have a botch horrific match. They'll let fucking Fox Pinier on there, but they won't let the British Wolf, who's fucking eighteen times more talented, on TV. Go ahead.
0: You want to laugh?
1: Sure.
0: So the Rhodes Wrestling Academy, the head trainer is Dustin. Yep. That's not the laugh. I'm getting to the laugh. No, that's, that, that's good. <laughs> Part of the main homepage for the Rhodes Wrestling Academy website is a list of Dustin's Mount Rushmore in the business. Oh, boy. Okay. I mean, you can obviously figure out who one and two probably are.
1: Dusty and uh, Flair.
0: Okay. What attitude era superstar do you think is in that Mount Rushmore?
1: One would think Austin, but I'm going to think he put something stupid like fucking uh, like like uh, um da, da, let me think here. Attitude Era, Attitude Era, Kane. Do you
0: think you, you're thinking too hard. But it's Goldust? not. You're right. It's, you're right. It's not Austin. But you're thinking way too hard. What rock? You're trying to go too off the off the off the island with this one.
1: Okay. So rock Foley, what?
0: Rock. Okay. Okay. The fourth one. New generation. British bulldog. No. Red hurt. Yes, but here's the problem. Brett doesn't have two T's in his first name. (laughs) He spelled it like they spelled it in his debut match in WWE with two T's and Brett. It's not... No! No! It's one T, motherfucker. That's the webmaster's fault. Put some respect on my guy's name. It's one T in Brett. Motherfuckers.
1: But anyways, there's people that, like... Unless your name is fucking Solo, Agogo, a Camarado, you're not on fucking anything. Like, like it's it's ridiculous. Like, like the pictures that came out when the Nightmare Factory first opened and their inaugural classes, and there was like forty fucking workers there. You, they they don't get fucking used. Yeah. They let any fucking indie jabroni come in, whereas they could be using these students to do ring crew. Work matches for nothing. Cut money off their bottom line.
0: Beat jobbers on Dark. Exactly. Just throwing it out there. You know what that would help them do as well? Establish people? Cut, cut down their roster and their payroll. No shit.
1: But hey, you know, Tony Khan has more money than us. So, you know, it doesn't matter.
0: Right, exactly. Fucking All right, earth. I, I, w- I, I want to get to I want to get to the WWE draft, to the King of the Ring, Queen's Crown, and Crown Jewel. But I have one more thing AEW related that I want to bring up: the bullshit with the Caro cheetah? The bu- the bullshit with what? With the Caro
1: they make the no, although- black for her fiftieth win, and then she does the job.
0: Sarita Deeb, yeah, that, that, was, that was actually quite hilarious, not gonna lie. Um, like who cares if no. you got 50 wins? They were all on YouTube. i um, it's all because she was champ for a year and it was during the pandemic, and whatever. That's why. Um, no, uh, what I do want to bring up oh, the PS title we didn't get to talk about yet. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we didn't bring up the TBS title we were yet. Off oh. last week. That's right. Oh, my God. We turned God. the meme
1: into a real thing. You don't do that.
0: I want to know what female talent actually wants that belt.
1: They're going to give it to fucking Ruby Soho because they don't want Britt Baker to drop the fucking women's title.
0: They're going to give it to Ruby, or do you think they give it to Thunder?
1: They give it to Ruby.
0: Can, can I? I'm going to pull a disclaimer out there right now. Okay. Um, because if she's a fan of that crappy busted open show on Sirius, she must be a fan of our podcast. So, Thunder Rosa, this is a direct message to you. Run. Yeah. Run away. Yes. So like I'm going I'm, to I'm basically quote Lion King for you. I'm going to be Scar. You're going to be my uh, Simba. Run. Run away and never return. Just, yeah. just don't put yourself in those situations anymore.
1: Thunder Rosa would be <sighs> so much better in fucking NXT.
0: I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, what else? Did we? Even, hold on. Oh, yeah. There's another thing I don't think we didn't even get to talk about because we were off last week. Did we get okay. to talk about Miro losing to Sammy Guevara? Yeah, we
1: talked oh, about that two weeks ago.
0: Oh, it's weeks ago. Okay, I, want, I wasn't sure if we got to that. Um, yeah. But there is one other thing I want to bring up.
1: Oh, can I just expound on the TBS title a little bit?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, and then I'll bring up the one thing.
1: The whole thing I, the whole thing was they made the meme reality. It was If you're on the internet, you know that the moment they announced that Dynamite was going to TBS in 2022, that everyone was Photoshopping the TBS logo onto the TNT title. Like, right. that was a joke. You don't actually get to do that in real life. Like number one, having a secondary women's title is just ridiculous. The reason they're secondary men's titles is because the fact that any company is going to have a men's roster that is two to three times bigger than the women's roster. So you need to (laughs) fill in spots. You need to fill in spots. It's not a misogynistic thing. It's just that's the way it is. I mean, I'm pretty sure that companies like Shimmer and Shine only have one title. They don't have a secondary title. And they are pure women's fucking companies. So that's number one. Number two, you literally did the dumb thing that you don't do. This was, This goes back to there was some bullshit, and I hate bringing this shit up because it's sort of political, but when the goddamn fucking Orange Goblin kept talking about building a wall, there was a fucking meme that went around that said, why don't we put solar panels on top of the wall and that'll own the libs? And then... That dumb motherfucker actually said that in a speech two weeks later. We're going to put solar panels on top of the wall. Until every scientist in the goddamn country came out and went, yeah, that wouldn't work. (laughs) You can't make the meme a real thing. That's not how this works. Memes stay memes. Memes don't become real. Humans don't have sex with doodles.
0: Oh, Jesus. That's right. That, cool world, motherfucker. That was, that, was, that was a bit much, but okay. By the way, right, Shimmer, has three, Shimmer has three championships, just so you know. They have a secondary? Yes. It's called the oh, Heart of Shimmer they, Championship.
1: Oh, okay. I was unaware. I thought they just had their main and their tag.
0: It's essentially, a, a, it seems like it's basically an Intercontinental title, more or less.
2: Okay, so I, was I was,
0: But still, the point is made. Um, so here's a quick thing I wanted to bring up. Okay. So, we go from a guy being dead and sworn off from the AEW title picture to suddenly being the surprise Joker in the ladder match and winning a shot again? Then it was a surprise to no one?
1: Like, It it doesn't matter because he's not gonna fucking win. They've moved on past Adam Page, and I've been saying this. I, I've been saying this since fucking what do you call it? Basically, since five minutes the after the time limit draw between Omega and Danielson, the main right. event of the next fucking All Out or whatever their, their big year show is All Out Double and I think whichever it is, the the next the, what do you call it? Because Full Gear is not going to count. The main event of that fucking show is going to be a three way for the title between Omega Punk and Danielson.
0: Because I because trying to think that, is it double or nothing? I think double or nothing is usually around Memorial Day, so, so that'll be the, it, yeah.
1: So, Memorial so Day. full
0: gear is coming up what next month? I think yes. And then I believe it's Revolution is their first quarter pay per view.
1: Is it? I don't know. I know their two big ones are double or nothing and all out.
0: Right. And I know they're. Not I, think I think it's revolution. I think it's revolution in Q one for them.
1: I know they're. Yeah, I know they're not going to wait <sighs> a full year, but double or nothing. It'll be a three way between Punk, Omega, and Danielson for the title because that's super indie booking and that'll get buys. <laughs> no one. No one's paying to see. No one's paying to see Kenny Omega as champion, but when the motherfucker has the pen and the pencil, guess what?
0: Oh man. Is it bad that my brain hurts already and we haven't even gotten to our WWE stuff? Um (laughs) to we'll try to see if there's anything... We're full gear, by the way, October, uh, November 13th, so roughly four weeks from now. And, well, at least Tony Khan
1: finally came out and said, I haven't been talking to Bray Wyatt. It's the smartest thing he's done all fucking year.
0: Right. Um. So right now, as of right now, obviously the only official match listed for the show is Omega and Hangman, but they're also going to have their World Champion Eliminator Tournament going on over the next few weeks. The finals like of that two other, There's two
1: other matches that have been announced like unofficially. I forget what it is, but I just saw it.
0: Okay. I Whatever. Um, but their world title tournament, uh, Eliminator Tournament final is going to be that night as well. And the winner receives a future title shot. Um, by the way, side note, this was originally um Scheduled for the first Saturday, or uh, I think it's a Saturday. The sixth is a Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, because Halloween's a Sunday. Um, yeah. It was originally booked to be the first Saturday of November, the 6th. And they moved it to the 13th. Um, but they moved to the 13th because um, that would have been competing with both a Canelo Alvarez boxing pay per view and UFC 268. Ah. Ah. So, yeah. Um oh
1: can we mention how their fucking Miami show is dismal in ticket sales?
0: When is the Miami show?
1: A couple of weeks out.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the week of Halloween, I think.
1: Yeah, like it's a four thousand seat arena and they've sold like a thousand seats if that.
0: Oh, yeah, you know can can we Thank you. Cause that kind of this marries our transition into WWE. So, can we just let's let's just put it out there, okay? Let's just put it out there. The world is still trying to recover from COVID nineteen. Yep. Scientifically, uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally, but most importantly, financially no shit nobody has full houses right now like it's across the board like cuz cuz people people are shitting on and putting pictures up of wwe houses not being 100% full um and talking about people walking out and shit like that yet people are hesitant to address how like you just mentioned AEW ticket sales aren't going well either it's an across-the-board thing right now. That's why AEW is taping Rampages now in a studio audience. That's why Impact is stay- sticking with a studio audience of, like, 20 people with a three-foot drop from the top of the ramp to the bottom of the ramp before you hit the ring, okay? it Financially, it makes fucking sense for them. The only reason WWE keeps touring live cities is because a, they were promised the cities they were doing this. You know, they look like shit if they backed out now. And B, it's WW fucking E. Of course they're going to yeah. keep doing it because bottom line, they're still going to make profits from merch and ticket sales because yeah. even if they don't fill a house, they're still getting 10,000 people contrary to AEW who's trying to fill 5,000 sea arenas and maybe get 3,500.
1: And that's the thing is, AEW is not filling these arenas. I know people who were at Arthur Ashe and at Rochester, and that whole we sold out is bullshit. Arthur Ashe was 60% full. Rochester was half full. And that was with them cutting the arena in half for their setup. WWE, they're claiming this one show drew 4,000 in an 18,000-seat arena. But it's two people on Twitter who are claiming it, and it just got retweeted. Like the fact that they ad- that they added Dave Meltzer in it makes them automatically suspect. But of course, even so, like because they're like, oh, WWE the tarps off sections. Listen, been to a WWE show? The center section where the hard cam is, mm-hmm. unless it's the big the one of the big four, they keep ramped off because that helps keep the sound down of what do you call it? it it's so they can focus on the ring and not have background noise by the fucking cameras. Right. And so that's why they do it in those sections. But besides that, they still sell to fucking capacity. Like W like and like the the shows where it's tarped off, their are house shows. Right. They're fucking house shows house shows haven't sold out since the eighties.
0: Like let me right. And I'll just – I'll say this right now, okay? I've been lucky enough to see WWE house shows, Raws, SmackDowns, pay-per-views, but also see two TNA shows come through here when they were actually touring way back when, when you had AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, RVD, and all of them still on the roster. Mm-hmm. The two TNA shows, and this is a fourteen thousand seat arena. I'm about to tell you about top bowl completely curtained off, lower bowl maybe half full, and the floor was full. WWE house shows top bowl curtained off, everything else packed to the gills. Attitude Era Raw and SmackDown full to the gills everywhere. Cause that was a time where you just wanted to sell the fucking house out right. and they were placing cameras. They were placing their cameras that they were shooting. Um, obviously aside from like the jib cams and the, the floor cams, but the actual, um, elevated cameras they were using, they were placed. They weren't devoting sections to them in this arena you have, and this is pretty standard for most arenas anyways, you had all your normal seating on your lower level sections at the very top where it levels off and the staircase ends, there's a section of like four seats for handicapped seating. Right. They would pick whatever centered sections there were on each side and just put a camera there and hope for the best for the sound. Yeah. Okay. Only recently in say, I want to say 10, 15 years, did WWE get smart enough about the sound and say, you know what, fuck it, let's rope off the hard right. cam section, which it, it's centered to ring. Um, we'll allow a few rows in front of us in case we have to zoom back far enough. We'll s- allow those rows to be filled, but the rest of the section rope it off so that we can avoid those noise issues. But again, still, even in these years... Um, uh, just, uh, I, I feel like just people are very short-minded about this.
1: Yeah. I think it's funny because a friend of mine will complain now. He's like, he'll be watching on TV. He's like, this crowd is dead. This crowd is dead. I'm like, no, you need to understand that the crowd noise isn't picked up as much because the camera's in a section where
0: it's designed to pick it up. Or they're probably in bigger arenas where the sound is going up more, and that might be why you're not, th- you're exactly. not thinking about the sound in that manner. Right. Um, Especially
1: because they got kind of used to th- – we, we, we got kind of accustomed to Thunderdome where they were pumping in the noise, and they were pumping it in straight. Correct.
0: And on top of that, if you were watching WWE in the 90s and just started getting back into it, they're not running Hartford Civic Centers anymore. They're right. fucking running 25,000-seat arenas more often. Exactly. Just- they're not on top of things anymore like they used to be. Any hoosier, um, before we get into all of our WWE stuff, just want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Mohawk Honda. Uh, listen, you know, throughout the summer into fall, supply and demand challenges continue in the auto industry, and it makes a perfect time for you to get top dollar on your vehicle right now. Mohawk Honda, you can take advantage. Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. You're thinking, the hell is that? It's very simple. They're not going to weasel you out of money that you deserve. It's that damn simple. They will put cash in your hand same day you come in, even if you're not going to turn around and buy a vehicle from them. It's a pretty good deal, especially if you're a recent college graduate. Uh, I know my sister just graduated from college. She's going through grad school right now. You know, uh, Funds get tight, especially if you're living off campus in your own housing. Funds get real tight real quick. Um, Or if you're just a student who needs a new ride, or, hell, you just want the extra cash to spend because, you know, poor college life, yo. It happens. Mohawk they consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles in case you do want to turn around and use that cash towards a different vehicle. And it's making their shopping fun because of how big the inventory is. Plus, you can browse through all the many makes and models online so you even know ahead of time before you go to the dealership if you're going to use that money to turn around and get a different vehicle can you stop? Say hi to our boys, Greg Johnson, the assistant GM, uh, Jake Hot Sauce Doyle, uh, Louis the VIP Man Morales, or any one of the other many helpful sales consultants at Mohawk Conda. Their vast selection of certified pre-owned vehicles is ready for you to take a look at, and now you can take advantage of their Kelly Blue Book instant cash and, um, offer, Mohawk Conda in, in Scotia Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. So let's get into this WWE stuff. Um, Let's start with – let's go from the back and come forward. Let's start with ah. WWE draft reactions. Let's, let's start from the most pa- – I don't know why you left that. Anyways, let's start with the past and come to the present. Um, let's begin with the draft. Let me take a look and pull up my draft breakdown. Let's, let's start with the show that started the draft. And let's go with SmackDown. We have as now. I oh my goodness! I need to zoom in on this somehow. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna because <laughs> I saved the image and emailed it to myself, and now I'm gonna be hurting to look at this. All right. So I'm gonna run through the list, and we can just kind of talk our way through it afterwards. Here's can the laugh full at the first name. Here's the I know. Here's the full list for SmackDown that takes effect this on uh, this coming Friday, the twenty second, the day after Crown Jewel. Aaliyah, Angel Garza, uh, Hit Row, Cesaro, Charlotte Flair, Drew Gulak, Drew McIntyre, uh, the uh, Viking Warriors, Raiders, uh, Viking Raiders, whatever, uh, Happy Corbin, hate that fucking name, Carrillo, um, Jeff Hardy, The Usos, Jinder Mahal, Nakamura, Kofi and Xavier Woods, Mace, uh, Madcap Moss, who I should have mentioned with Happy Corbin, Monster um, and Ali, Naomi, Natalia, Rick Boogs, Ricochet, Ridge Holland, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Sasha, Shanky, who's going to be with Ginger, obviously, Shayna Baszler, Sheamus, Shotzi, Tony Storm, and Zia Lee. Um, I. <sighs> First off, let's just say this. It, <laughs> Roman and the bloodline being kept together. The bloodline being kept together made total sense. We all knew that was coming. Yeah. Um so let's just let's just go through the NXT call-ups and start from there. So we have Aaliyah, we have she Hit He has Ro, got to be fucking someone. We'll get to that in a second. Aaliyah, hit row um hang on, bear with me. Uh bu- 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 yeah. Ridge Holland. And Zia Zaya Lee. Yeah. Um Zia Lee to me was completely out of the fucking blue. I didn't think they were gonna yeah. they basically kind of shit can that whole uh what was it? Tian Sha was it the name of the? Yeah, the I mean no, they're still
1: going with it now. Now that uh, what do you call it? Now that uh, what's her name is actually working.
0: Yeah, Karen uh-huh. Q is working now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. By the way, if you didn't know, that's Karen Q that's working that gimmick. I'm um, sure knows at this point. Just, just, just making sure. Just throw it out there. Yeah. Um, She's not six hundred years old. Right. Um... Finally, <laughs> so, I got. I'm gonna kind of wait and see. I I don't know what to make of that. Um, Ridge see, Holland. A, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: come up and not Iosharai.
0: Mm. And they decided to keep Io Shirai, uh tangled up in that the women's tag team division. Um, right. Yeah, that that that's kind of yeah, it's kind of shocking a bit. Um. Or even even Sarai because I don't I don't see where she yeah she's not a good fit I mean, right now in NXT I think she'd be a better fit up on the main roster trying want to do something
1: to give her some more polishing before they bring her up
0: oh I agree I'm just creatively speaking I think there's just it's and a little stifling there right
1: now that isn't it weird that Tony Storm like debuted on SmackDown like a couple months ago and we haven't seen her
0: yeah. Wasn't she part of the Queen's Crown opening round? No, no, or was she? I thought she got shit on in the opening round against like, hold on, let me see. To, oh, I,
1: yeah, maybe she did.
0: Yeah, yeah, she got, yeah, pro- she got beat by Zelina Vega in like two minutes or something like that,
1: right? But prior to that, like no one's seen her. And like, dude, you're gonna, you're gonna take a talent like that and have her do the job as Lena Vega.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Um Ridge Holland. I'm not saying he. Uh, I'm just not sure he was. I'm not sure now was the time. I feel like they pulled the trigger Ridge. a little too soon on that one. So
1: Ridge, well, number one, Ridge is a Vince wet dream. But well, he's a legit Ridge,
0: talent. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think. Yeah, yeah. I think he just Ridge need again like Zia as like, Zia, like Zia Lee, I think he needs just a little more polishing still. The thing is, Ridge will work
1: WWE style better than. Indie style, which NXT is still oh, traditional. Yeah, sure style No, I could style. see that So, having Ridge up on the main roster Working guys like Corbin and them Who got it better Is a benefit mm-hmm. I just don't agree with them Not bringing up Pete Dunne Especially with mm-hmm. Pete Having fucking just signed a three-year extension on his contract Yeah Like, how do you not keep Pete Dunne and Ridge together? Like, Ridge is gonna need that guidance
0: Agreed um,
1: phenomenal
0: on Right. Um, I think we're in agreement because I'm pretty sure we shared this sentiment when the draft happened a couple weeks ago. It just seemed a little too soon for hit row. Um,
1: uh, yes and no. I've had some time to think on it. Um, like there's,
0: like I feel like it's a fifty fifty split. I feel like two of the talents are ready. Two of them need more polishing. Yeah, but depending I mean, on the role. If you keep if you keep B out of the ring, then I'd go three and one.
1: B will get there. She has the personality part down. So the right. rest will come. Which is um, why I say
0: keep B out of the ring for now, and then then to me it's a three-one split.
1: What I'm worried about is that they're gonna turn Swerve and Ashanti into a tag and have Top Dollar just be like a bad luck following and not do anything. That's my worry. And that would not, be a concern. Yeah, and not have Swerve be the singles guy and have Topdala and Ashanti stay as a tag. That's my worry.
0: My, just, The way it's set up right now, was, basically we're just hoping that Vince and Creative don't fuck up the, the assignments they've essentially fallen into between the four. Yeah. <clears throat> right. I'd agree. Um and Aaliyah, we don't have to talk about her. I don't I don't wanna talk about her. Please don't talk about her. I don't wanna know. Ah! I don't wanna know. Don't say it. Don't say it. You know you know what she is? Okay, no. I've got it. I've got it. So okay, we are gonna talk about it for two seconds because I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. You know what you know what it is. She's a Vince wet dream. No. Number one, too small of a chest for Vince.
1: Um, oh, that's
0: true. You know what role she fills? Even though, oh no, no, it's it, it that that's right because I, I I can tell you right now the role she fills because of the draft. She fills the role of the annoying bougie bitch that Carmella was, and now she's on Raw. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Aaliyah can be that annoying bougie bitch on SmackDown that Carmella no longer is because she's going to Raw. Yay. I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying I want it. <laughs> I'm just saying that happens to be the role that's open for her, that she can fall right into because I wouldn't classify anybody else on the SmackDown women's roster as a bougie bitch. Yeah. And if you don't know what bougie is, then welcome to 2021. Go look it up. Yeah. Um and here's the other side of it. Um you now have a woman's roster in SmackDown that's headlined by Charlotte Sasha Shayna Baszler. Um it's a start. It's a start. Yeah. The problem though, there is a a drop off now, still, because under that you have Natalia, Tony Storm, Shotzi, Zaylee, Aaliyah. So the relatively precipitous drop off between Tier A and Tier B still exists, but I feel like at least there's more bodies to interchange and work with a yeah. little bit here. Yeah. Plus, so you that's know a good that time.
1: there will be more bodies added after the Women's Rumble.
0: And they decided to split Tegan and Shotzi. That kind of, I don't know. Ran, ran, I don't know. It felt kind of right. to
1: begin with. They should have been together. Oh. If they, if they, hmm. they should, it should have been
0: Shotzi and Ember. Oh well, yeah, that we knew. That we knew. Um, which also intrigues me because now Ember, it seems like she's teasing that she's going back to the drawing board and she's going to do something new. I'm mildly intrigued by that. So we'll see. Yeah, because she got frustrated after... um, Who the fuck did she lose to an NXT recently?
1: Uh, fucking one of those. Was it Electra Lopez? Wait, it was either Electro or one of the great got so I forget which. Yeah, it was Mandy Rose.
0: Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. It was Mandy Rose. Yeah. So that'll be yeah. interesting. All right. So take a look at Raw. Let me run through it and then we'll react. Yeah. Um, they kept AJ and Omas together. So I'll give a reaction quick to that. Thank God, because Omas alone would have been disaster. Um, Tozawa, Alexa Bliss, uh, Street Profits, Cruz and Aziz, Austin Theory, which we'll definitely touch on in a moment, Becky, Bianca, Big E, Lashley, Carmella, um, basically the Hurt Business, because you also have Cedric and uh, Shelton there. Uh, Gable and Otis. Mm-hmm. Damian Priest, Dana Brooke, Dolph Ziggler, and Bobby Roode. Um, both Mysterios, I believe. Yep. Yes. Both okay. Mysterios. Dude, drop Drake Maverick, Edge, Finn, Gable Stevenson, which we definitely need to talk about in a moment. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Riker, Morrison, Cross, Keith Lee, KO, Liv Morgan, Me Yim interesting for a certain reason in a moment. Uh, MVP. I forgot about MVP with the Hurt Business. Um, Nia Jax, Nikki Ash, uh, R-Truth, Randy Orton, Reggie, Rhea, Ridley, Seth Rollins, T-Bar, Tamina, Knox, Miz, Veer, and Zelina Vega. Um... I'm looking at this woman's roster. Yeah. I think it's another case where you're a little top-heavy right now. Now, we'll see what happens when they bring back Nia down the road and bring back Alexa Bliss right now. But you have Nikki and Rio tied up in the tag picture. Yeah. And then when you take them out, that leaves you essentially with... Oh, they separated
1: Italian and Tamina. That's the first time I realized that.
0: Yes. <clears throat> so essentially you have right now you basically have Becky and Bianca and then everyone else. Yeah. It's essentially the pit they've dug themselves into because Nia is out for a little while. Alexa Bliss has taken time off Harry and Nikki tied up in the women's tag title belts. And as much as I th- it seems people are getting behind Liv Morgan she's not championship material right now. Um right. So basically, could be the dark horse in this. Could be, which brings me to interesting note here: Bailey and Oscar not drafted to either brand.
1: And remember, they said that anyone who wasn't drafted is a free agent until Crown Jewel.
0: Correct. Which. If I had to guess, this is a random guess. I think you see those two switch. I think you see Bailey go to Raw and Oscar to SmackDown.
1: I can see Oscar showing up on SmackDown. It's going to be a while before we see Bailey show up on Raw.
0: <clears throat> right, because she's still recovering. Um, but I think you could even you could. Uh, you could Alexa Bliss her in a way, because if you remember what they did with Alexa at one point, it's all the I talking can't remember
1: this without working.
0: Right, 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 right. Because she had the talk show going on while she was still recovering. What was it, concussion or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and they had the whole uh, What was it moment of bliss? I think it was the show.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so they had that going on with her. You could always bring back Ding Dong Hello. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I had a laugh. I mean, um, it was over. So yeah, yeah. Sequoise, so test it out with your your Roth product and see how it pans out. Um, and then let's see here. Let's take a look at the roster again and see what we got here. Uh, I good on them for keeping the hurt business together because why would you reunite them for like one night or two weeks or whatever? Why reunite um, them? Period. And. Because because Bobby doesn't make a whole lot of sense anywhere, honestly. Um, but, like, they reunited
1: Bob, him, but besides that one night, they haven't they haven't interacted
0: with him. Yeah, it's I don't I don't know I don't know. Um, Brock and Goldberg not listed on here.
1: Thank They're God,
0: but they, but
1: they were both considered free agents all those for all time.
0: Correct. Um, because they're part timers. Um, Same yeah. with John Cena. Anytime he decides to come and go. Um, what else Do we got on Raw? Oh, uh, your thoughts on Austin Theory and what they've done with him so far? I think it's
1: I think it's good. Um, it's good that they, they gave him something right off the bat. That they, as much as I'm not a fan of a Jeff, uh, of Jeff Hardy, at least they gave him a veteran to work with, and he didn't get the screw job that Karrion Cross got. Um, mm-hmm. I. It's just funny how they're acting like he's never been on Raw before when there was that whole span of time after fucking last year's Mania when he was. (laughs) And like that literal block of like four months he was on Raw.
0: (laughs) I think they're just trying to make people forget that Andrade, Garza, and theory ever existed. I guess. But I mean... That'd That'd be my assumption.
1: Yeah, but I mean like... That's the only thing that, that I'm like, you're using revisionist history literally less than a year after it's happened. Like that's a bit much to stretch. But I mean, at least, you know, and at least he's holding his own. They gave him something to do after his bid in NXT, um, which is fine. You know, i, I go on far. He likes he, he's got a good look. Uh he's he's obviously got a good personality and he's got a long time ahead of him. He's only like what, 24?
0: Yeah, something like that, like mid twenties. Yeah. Um. Gable Steveson. I don't get it. They sign him, and and, and now they're just automatically like, going to put him right on Raw. Like
1: I don't fucking get it. Like the kid hasn't spent a minute in the PC. Like that's someone who. Well, it's not needs. even that.
0: He's he's still a senior in college. He's not even done with school, and he he hasn't even competed in his senior year of college wrestling. Like, fucking, like, you got the pop from the signing. Like, why why force the issue when the kid, he can't even, he he doesn't even have time to fucking think about training for WWE at this point. Because he's trying to train for his amateur wrestling season, and he's trying to fucking graduate from college. Right. That and, like, even,
1: take all of that on the equation. The kid hasn't spent a minute in the PC. And if right. you want someone, if you ever wanted someone to pop your ratings on your developmental show, it would be Gable Steveson. But no, they're going to put him directly on Raw. That makes no fucking sense. This isn't the mid-90s. This isn't Kurt Angle. This isn't we don't have a developmental show. And fucking... I, I, I just I don't fucking get it like th- this this reminds me of when they signed Mark Henry originally and put him right on the main roster and he was fucking lost for fucking a couple of years. Well, at the, same,
0: at the same time, Smoky Mountain wasn't exactly NXT.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he didn't even spend much time in Smoky Mountain or USWA, but I'm saying like, they signed Mark Henry and then boom, right away, they got him on fucking TV and he fucking floundered. Like, you can't do that. Like, it didn't work back then. What makes you think it's going to work now? It doesn't matter how much of a fucking natural athlete it is. is. Even fucking Brock
0: spent a year in OBW. Well, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm not arguing. You're right. Um... I'm trying to get a sense of timing here. All right. So, I'm going to give you a sense of understanding here, what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Mm, oh, yeah. That's that's right. Okay. Never mind. Um I'll come back to that in a second. Um, no, because I'm, I'm trying to pull up something related to Gable Stevenson, and it's just it's, – I'm having a tough time figuring it out. Um, there was one other person I wanted to bring up from the raw side of the draft. Who was There's it? There's a
1: couple
0: I want to bring out that will be interesting. Oh, here, here's something I, I want to bring up real quick. It's a general topic, but it's it's interesting, too, because they switched from SmackDown to Raw, so what they do moving forward could be intriguing. Has WWE fucked up the Street Profits permanently? Yeah. You don't think them having Montez show what he can do as a singles guy fucked them up a little bit?
1: No, because I guarantee Vince's endgame is to make Montez a star, but in the meantime, keep him as a tag team, and it still works. You're you're you you're basically looking at the same thing as Jimmy and Jey Uso. They showed that fucking Jey Uso hold his own, but stick him in the tag and it's still fine.
0: Okay, I just I just I just want to bring up just because there's been a lot of talk around how Montez did in his match with Roman, and people are yeah. trying to make it. Make it a big deal, and I'm just—I don't know. I like—I kind of understood where people were coming from, but at the same time, I had the same feeling as you. Like, it was one match. Like, it's not gonna. Like, it's not to say Montez can never have a singles run, but at the same time, it's like Montez between merch and just pops—they're not gonna fucking throw that away right now.
1: Right. Exactly. They're gonna keep that I mean, Dawkins. Dawkins is the Genetti of that team. I hate using that term. Dawkins is a second banana. He's always been a second banana, but he was, you know, he was used as a vehicle to get other guys over on tag teams in NXT. And, like, it didn't, you know, it was a bunch of trial and error until they put him and Ford together. And then when they had put together, they had lightning in a bottle, but definitely going to be the breakout of that team eventually, but not for a while. Mm -hmm. What I'm concerned about, number one, Veer. That dude is not ready for a single. Run at
0: all, he's not ready to be alone at all. Fuck, just a single, exactly. He's, he's not,
1: not ready, he's not to, ready be to be on the alone. road by himself, yeah. And like, who the fuck do you put him with? Like, if you're gonna keep him, like, tagging, like, who the fuck do you put him with? Which brings me to the other thing that makes me wonder.
0: There's only one thing that makes sense broke, to me.
1: We finally broke up Mason T. bar yeah. Do we finally get Diamond
0: Djokovic? I fucking hope so. For for his own for his sake, I hope so. Right. I also
1: noticed there so. was one other name that wasn't on this list. Elias.
0: Elias is dead.
1: Right. Well, whoever Elias comes back as.
0: Zed's dead. I don't know. <laughs>
1: But yeah, that makes you wonder. Also, I think Pin's finally going to get a big push.
0: That'd be nice.
1: And, uh, and in all honesty, and I like, I, I, like, I, I can circle around to this in a little bit, but I don't think we've seen the last of Bray Wyatt.
0: Oh yeah, I mean we we've, we've been agreeing with that for a while now. It's, it's just a matter of where he's you put them.
1: His 90 days comes up in another two weeks, and once again I will reiterate they still have not discounted his merch on the site.
0: I also wouldn't I wouldn't discount the idea of braun coming back at some point. I know there's talk about him going to impact right now, but yeah. I, I still wouldn't I still wouldn't completely shit on the idea of him coming back to WWE not at all. Um so especially, especially considering this motherfucker just did appearances at Mr. Olympia, you think WWE yeah. would would wouldn't at least listen to a a guy that made appearances at fucking Mr. Olympia? I mean, come on. Right.
1: right. Um but yeah, I, apparently word is that Finn is finally going to get a big singles push, which would be nice. Uh um, I honestly think Finn's going to be able to take the King of the Ring tournament because Out of the four that are left, you know Sammy's not going to Saudi Arabia. That's an obvious. And as much as the internet wants Xavier Woods to win it, there's no money in that.
0: So Finn versus... Gender. Gender? Oh, God.
1: And the ignorant Americans that think that Hindus and Muslims are the same are like, they're going to make gender king of the ring because people don't know anything about world history or the world in general outside of America. Um, plus, oh, the, the Saudi Prince has a hard-on for Finn. The Saudi Prince has a hard-on for Japan, guys. No,
0: you're right. You're right. So Finn's winning that. Um, let me give you the, the timetable I was trying to figure out. Okay. Let's assume Gable Steveson runs the table... And gets the NCAA Wrestling Championships.
1: Okay.
0: And doesn't get hurt. Correct. And is fully healthy. Gets cleared out of it. The NCAA Wrestling Championships. As I look at my calendar. They are Thursday March 17th. Through Saturday March 19th. Correct. And correct me if I'm wrong. WrestleMania. Is... I'm going to say two weeks after that, Sunday, April third. Oh Jesus! I think you know what I'm getting well, two at. Two
1: days. You got to remember, Romania is two days now.
0: Well, true. So the second and third. Excuse me. Um, the only thing I'm going to double check real quick. Yes, I'm correct. Uh, that's well. Right now, they're they're booked as just one date. By the way. They're booked as only April third at AT and T Stadium in Arlington.
1: Oh, that's odd. I thought they made the official announcement that WrestleMania going forward is two days.
0: Uh, I've, i I'll a double check, but the way I see it here, it's listed as only. I mean, I'd be one, happy with one day. <laughs> yeah, on on the Arlington on the AT and T Stadium website, it's listed as only a one day event. Okay. Um, double check one. Yeah, it's just one day. Um, so, um, I'm
1: he shows up, gives someone a fucking Olympic slam, and
0: sets up a match for a year down the road, or they Ronda, Ronda Rousey him and make that his debut match. Uh, I'm, listen, I'm just putting it out there because I'd have him appear but not have a match. I could, I definitely think he appears. I'd put him appearing at 100%. Like, no doubt about it. You know, because somebody, I, all his wrestling is done. All he's got to worry about is the final month of classes and finals. He can take one day to come out to Dallas. I think
1: him appearing is a- I think they're dumb enough to have him do a spot in the fucking Rumble. I.
0: I wouldn't put it past them, but that—I uh, don't know. That's that's too soon, I think. Oh, it but, is, but <laughs> right. Um, but I'd put it at a thousand percent. At least makes an appearance at WrestleMania, whether or not it's he's in a match. More debatable, but I would say right now you can book it right now. Two weeks after he hypothetically wins another national championship, he's going to be in a WWE ring in some shape, form, or capacity.
1: Or if he doesn't win a national championship, they've got a heel cutting a great promo on the fact that he didn't.
0: And he makes an appearance and, like, beats him up or some shit. Correct. Yeah, gotcha. All right, you already kind of mentioned it, so let's just get into it. King of the Ring and Queen's Crown. Um, Queen's Crown, a tournament whose four first-round matches told about seven and a half minutes. That's fucking nice. Um, Like, the fuck are we doing? You talk all this shit, like, I'm not saying all eight of these women deserve tons of TV time, but you you talk all this shit the last number of years about women's revolution this and women are equal to men and they're not divas, they're superstars just like the men and you give their first ever Queen's Crown Tournament a total of less than eight minutes for their four preliminary matches? The fuck are we doing?
1: I'll tell you what's going on and it's going to bleed into what I'm going to talk about a little later, but it's the fact that there's certain people who have taken more control lately because other people have taken a step back and the people that were proponents of the women's wrestling are not there trips and Steph. trips is home recovering and Steph is doing fucking humanitarian shit right now. Right. So they're back to four minute women's matches.
0: That's so frustrating. It's it's so fucking frustrating.
1: And the whole thing is the Queen's crown is. I'm going to call a spade a spade. It's the same bullshit with every Saudi event. Every Saudi event is booked like a shitty indie show. And every Saudi event because of and especially because we found out that they get booked by the fucking Saudi prince has a bullshit tournament for a bullshit fucking for a, for a bullshit award. There was the greatest Royal Rumble. There was Mm -hmm. the greatest tag team in the world. There was the best in the world tournament. There was whatever fucking it was where Taker went over AJ in 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. I forget what that was. But there was always a bullshit tournament. And King of the Ring isn't enough for the Saudi Prince because he wants to be the first to do something. So that's why he was like, oh, well, since we broke down all these walls with having a women's match here... Let's do the queen's crown. So fine. You're going to be the first to have the first ever queen of the ring. And he doesn't care how they get to it. He just says, this is who I want to win it. Everybody else fills in the blanks. And then you've got Bruce Prichard sitting there going, "And eh, give these chicks fucking five minutes. So the build to it means nothing. No shit. But it's too
0: to appease the Saudi Prince. Like, it's just... It hurts me because aside from the fact I think it would have been nice seeing Kofi versus Woods, the King of the Ring opening matches played out the way I thought they should have. Yeah. Queen's Crown... You shit on Tony Storm, yeah. You shit on Natalia. yeah.
2: yeah.
0: It, um, it you, bit, you, you shit on Liv Morgan, who you shit on Liv Morgan, who supposedly has all this backing on with for her now. The only booking that made any fucking sense out of these opening matches was Shayna Baszler because they've been building her as and a badass all it. over again. Yeah, and she's gonna win. over. Yeah, because like you look at like no offense, I love Piper, but you're not going to put her over Shayna, right, and there's yet. no fucking way you're putting Zelina or Carmella over Shayna, right? Like, and it and the way it's being that booked didn't... that that's fi- the way it's being booked. That final match is not going to be more than five minutes. No, it's not. It's going to be a fucking
1: squash. It amazes me that Natty didn't get there because Natty was in that first wi- first women's match in Saudi, like. Yep wouldn't you want her back there, especially because she would make Shana look
0: great. Yeah, it was her and uh, Lacey Evans, right?
1: Was it Lacey?
0: I think it was her and Lacey. And uh, the one in India was uh, Sasha and... and, Sasha um, and
1: that was in Iraq, yeah. not, not in yeah.
0: Iraq. Right, right, right. That's what I meant, yeah.
1: It was Maddie? I thought it was Maddie and someone else.
0: No, no it was whatever. Lacey. It was definitely Lacey. Okay. I just remember Lacey Evans crying her ass off after the match. I, remember, I
1: remember them wearing t shirts, over full body suits. And I was like, Jesus.
0: Right. I mean, I know like the culture, but still, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, the men's tournament, I mean, you're calling for Bauer. I. It's the only logical. Considering where the final's gonna be, who the fuck knows, honestly. I, I don't know.
1: It's the only logical you think they're gonna put do you think they're gonna put a Hindu over in a Muslim country? Like they're already uh, putting a Jew over in a, in a Muslim country. Oh, well, I'm
0: not saying Jinder's gonna win. I'm just saying I don't I, I don't I don't fucking know. I, I don't know. I I don't um Yeah. No, it's it's been Which transition us basically to the last topic I have set up for the show. If you have something else, go ahead. I we didn't really talk about this. Um, so aside from the two tournament finals, here's going from least relevant to most relevant. Here are your remaining matches on the card right now for Crown Jewel. Uh-huh. Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. Mansour wins Lol. Right. We needed to throw away that from Mansour,
1: so here you go.
0: I know. Um had him tagged
1: for months for nothing.
0: Correct. Uh, RK Bro versus AJ and Omos for the tag Raw tag titles.
1: I have a feeling AJ and Omos are going over because Prince has a hard on for fucking Japan guys.
0: Okay. Uh, Biggie and Drew for the WWE title. He's retaining. Goldberg and Lashley no holds barred. Goldberg's winning because he has a specific contract for Crown Jewel. Becky, Bianca, and Sasha triple threat for the SmackDown Women's title
1: see before they announced the finish of the draft I thought Becky was going to drop it but I'm pretty sure Becky's going to retain and they're just going to do the belt
0: switch which they did with the tag titles last draft that makes sense exactly. yeah. uh, Roman versus Brock for the Universal title
1: Roman wins because there. no matter how much the Saudi Prince wants a different story there's no way he's going to beat out Fox
0: And then Edge and Seth in a Hell in a Cell match.
1: Edge wins. It's it's the rubber match.
0: I want to discuss something real quick. By the way, Crown Jewel is this coming Thursday?
1: Yeah, three p.m. or some shit.
0: So, um, you want to do a live reaction? (laughs) That's not a half bad idea, actually. Right. I kind of like that. I, I, I think I'm home. Yeah, let me I'm home. see. Hang on. Let me. Let me go to. <laughs> let me go to the E.
1: Let me go to the <laughs> website
0: here. Shows. Hang on. You got me curious. It Starts at noon actually. Oh okay. The twelve noon start time on Peacock. Intriguing. Want we'll to talk about that behind the scenes? I like the idea. Okay. Because I, I know really we like- get
1: to do it for SummerSlam, so...
0: Correct. Yeah. And it could be a test drive for next month, because I'd love to do one for Survivor Series, potentially. Okay. Um, I'm going to... It's a two-way topic, both on the same person. Okay. Roman Reigns. Uh-huh. Can't you say how much... I love him right now.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: And I'm not talking about even in the ring. Did you see the shit he said? Yeah. God bless his soul. Yeah. Roman, I, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being unapologetically defensive of your company. Yeah. Like, thank you. Fucking thank you. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't see Roman Reigns' comments this week, go fucking look them up. I'm not going to ruin them for you. I... Chef's kiss, the whole fucking interview. Love it. (laughs) The second part of that, Roman. First of all, let's just put it out there. Rome's not holding the belt for another nine years to match the amount of days Bruno San Martino held the belt. Let's just kill that from social media right now. Not happening. However, it does bring to mind a question. And I know you've already projected when it's going to happen, who it's going to happen against, but I'm going to just put it out there. Let's assume we're going into 2022 with the head of the table still running the table. Uh-huh. Are we to just assume WrestleMania is the be-all end-all of this reign? Oh, or no. Or could it go beyond WrestleMania? Oh,
1: no. I predicted who he's going to face at Mania. I didn't say they were going to beat him at Mania.
0: You think Dwayne, don't you? That's what you said? Yeah.
1: I think Rock's going to come in and that's going to, and Rock's going to fucking do the job to him.
0: So then the question becomes how far down the road do we go with this?
1: Summer Slammer next year.
0: Two years. Then the, Two years. You know, here's. <sighs> I'm not saying I support this. And I know I very much was vocally against this idea. But. <laughs> Oh, my God. I don't want to fucking say it. Fuck it. I'm going to say it. There's only one thing that makes sense right now. If we're going beyond WrestleMania with Roman.
2: Okay.
0: Those who subscribe to this show and follow us, whether it be YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Please don't yell at me for this. And if you do, fuck it. Email me, brian.kady at <laughs> Could John Cena gain his revenge at next year's SummerSlam and win the title for number 18? That's a good possibility. Or 17, right? Wait. Yeah, 17? 17. 17? 17. I... Because if you're telling me not even Dwayne's going to dethrone him from the head of the table... Logistically, nothing else makes sense except John pulling a, a Ric Flair, because it was just a Ric Flair quote. You did it once. Now let's see you do it again. Yeah. That's quoting Rick from after WrestleMania 8, by the way, when he lost to Savage, if you didn't get the reference. Um, yeah. That's that's the only thing logistically I can think of right now, based yeah. on the current confines of the rosters. It's th- Only thing that makes sense, unless you're really going to decide to fucking push Drew again, but that doesn't even sound entertaining. They might push Drew, but not to a point where he beats him, I don't think. Right. Not yet. I think they might use Drew in that KO role that they had for a couple months there, Right. where he looks like he could, but never does.
1: Yeah. And they're going to use the next year. Like, between now and next SummerSlam, while they're building out, to build one or two more people on the SmackDown roster to be able to be in that top
0: spot. Right. I want you to say this. Let's just book it right now. Roman's beating Big E at Survivor Series. Well, yeah. Assuming that they they still do the champion versus champion matches. They are. They, they,
1: They already fucking said it on TV. The Usos already alluded to uh, on Roth that Roman's going to face Biggie at Survivor Series. Uh,
0: bear with me for a second. Oh, they already confirmed the main event. Hold on. I didn't see this. And they're going to be in Brooklyn, right? Barclays, I think? Yes. Did yep. um, I miss this? Oh, this. So they give the. Sorry, I'm looking at an article real quick. Um,
1: okay.
0: Okay, so yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because the Usos were on Raw. They did a promo this week, actually. Yeah, they mentioned e, yeah. it on Raw this week to Drew that if. they Oh, they mentioned to Big E that if he retained yeah. against Drew, he'd face Roman at Survivor Series. <laughs> Okay.
1: Oh, actually, then you know something? Usos, or what do you call it? <clears throat> RK Bro is going to retain its bounty
0: because no one wants
1: to see AJ and Omos versus the Usos.
0: Okay. Mike, here, here's where my here's my question, though. Let me peek at these rosters one more time. Okay. Assuming they do a traditional five on five match between SmackDown and Raw. Who are the five on each side? I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're trying to wrap up the show, but I'm just, I'm intrigued. I'm going to throw out some names. You used to tell me yes or no. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. I think the, the top one for SmackDown is Cesaro, just looking at it right now. Yes. I think Cesaro, Drew. Yeah. Um, Viking Raiders. Possibly. Depending on the Intercontinental title picture, you could have Nakamura. Um. Actually, no. Maybe New Day. That you could put Kofi and Woods in that match.
1: You could. So actually, Cesaro, Kofi, Woods, Viking Raiders. And on the Raw side, you do.
0: um, do Well, don't don't. Do you want to have? You could also. Sheamus could be a wild card if you want to cause turmoil within the team. True because um, I know they like putting turmoil within each team sometimes. Raw, let's see here. Oh god, KO. What if,
1: finally put Shotsy and, what if they finally put fucking Cesaro and Chamus back together? The bar, oh my god. They need another tag team on SmackDown now that they split
0: Mansoor and Ali. I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I like the idea. I like what you're thinking here. Um, Raw, if you're putting a tag team in there, I mean, the profits make sense. Uh, Ziggler and Rude could be another option. Um, yeah. if you're looking for a young gun to stand out, you might put Austin Theory in there if you want to hot shot him. Good possibility. Um, Lashley.
1: I I don't see them putting, Lashley, they'll give, I don't know what they'll do, with they'll use him. At Survivor Series.
0: Keith Lee could be an option. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ko. Yes. Um, I'm not really seeing anybody else, honestly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The option—it's weird. I feel like the options are a little more limited on Raw than they are on SmackDown, even though Raw has a much bigger roster. Yeah. It's a little bit weird because I don't think you put Edge or Seth in that spot. Maybe no, Seth. No, no. Maybe Seth, but. I don't know. Definitely not Edge. Edge, I think, is taking time off after Hell in a Cell.
1: Oh, obviously.
0: Um, I think Edge probably takes off until Rumble, honestly. Um, or until Day 1. Right. Which, by the way, they canceled, canceled TLC, TLC for DLC. December. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's I think smart. that's a, that's a good God. move. You don't want to put three, three yeah. pay-per-views within a one-month span. That makes a lot of sense. Right, and it's just good to have a month without a pay-per-view. Right, you, you need to breathe They need to breathe um, Actually, it would have been four it was- within It would have been four within two months Because you would have had Survivor Series into November yeah. You would have had TLC mid-December Yeah. Then January 1st, day one And then Royal Rumble into January that been. F- You're averaging yeah. one every well, two it- weeks, basically
1: right. Is the Rumble moved to February now? Like, first week of February?
0: Uh, let's see here But
1: it's <laughs> I think that's and did the reason like there's a reason why when I was booking regularly, even like the old DPW book regularly, we never booked between Thanksgiving and like mid-January. And that's because it's the holiday season and people need to spend their money on on holiday gifts. So your house are gonna be down, your buy rates are gonna be down. And in all God. honesty, it's it's more chance to sell your merch
0: through your shop. Royal Rumble is still the last weekend in January. Oh, which, is okay. interesting, right. which is interesting because the Super Bowl got pushed because they added an extra weekend of the regular season. The NFL Super Bowl isn't until the second weekend of February this year now. That's
1: what so I was thinking. thinking. They moved the Super Hypoth-
0: Bowl. Okay, Hypothetically, they could have moved Royal Rumble back an extra weekend if they wanted to. Um, yeah. Then the only concern becomes because also the Winter Olympics are this coming um Oh yeah, that's right. That would have been a big problem though, because the Winter Olympics start that Friday, the fourth. So it's actually best they kept it last weekend of January so that there's no I mean, I know you're you're talking about Olympics fans versus WWE fans, but I mean just some from... You're still on Peacock, which is an NBC Universal product. And NBC right. Universal is the Olympics, so Yeah. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Anyways, yeah. um, any parting thoughts you'd like to give JJ? Did we pretty much cover everything go- today? We didn't talk about NXT. Oh, yeah. We got we got Mandy Rose walking around looking like a dominatrix stripper. That's wonderful. Um, <sighs> I, I can't... T-
1: Here's my issue. Because I still watch the fact, and I do oh. the fact is bad. I just think Trips needs to get back to work.
0: Well, no shit. We've been saying that.
1: It's cracks in the armor are starting to show as far as the booking of the talent that they're using on TV. You think? it's there's no continuity. The problem is you have Mandy Rose do the job to fucking to, to you. You have Mandy Rose fucking fucking trying to challenge. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez after mm-hmm. not going over on her. You have the other great value goths who lost clean to the tag champions, now getting another tag title shot. Yep. That makes no sense. The the only yeah. thing that's slightly making like at least they did the bit where they where they're doing a build for 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 Ciampa and, and Breaker. You know, like as like as pessimistic as the IWC is, Braun Breaker's not winning that title. Choppa's gonna make him look like a million bucks. Agreed. And will pull the best match out of him thus far, and probably the best match out of him until he goes to the main roster. Um, but it's not that kid's time. It's way too fucking early. Um and having and trying to have Joe Gacy try to insert him in, into that program. And not succeed was smart. Because it gives Casey a rub, it shows he can hang. They finally debuted fucking Ludwig Bracca, and he doesn't look like Ludwig Bracca. That was a smart thing they did by having him shave his head to even though now he looks like Lars Sullivan's illegitimate like younger brother. Um but it makes him look different. I mean, hey, at least he doesn't look like Brock.
0: Because no, looks everyone like, will looks compare like, that kid to Brock. It looks like it looks like a fucking jacked up psycho out of a prison ward. Exactly. Which I, I love. Know, I think that, that's a great fit for him.
1: Right. Because either either you're going to have G- you're either going to have Gacy be his handler, or Gacy's going to like Gacy's going to be the guy who gets a shit kicked out of him by him, or both in the long run. Um, and it's going to make the kid look good because Gacy is a seasoned enough journeyman where he's going to make the kid look good. Mm -hmm. that's a positive I don't dig the interrupting entrances when it doesn't make sense because that's just it's overlap for the sake of overlap like someone uh, a friend of mine mentioned how like ECW used to do it back in the day where it was just running 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 and then comes out to everyone Right. but at least that was a build to something here it's just overlapping entrances for the sake of saving what 10 seconds of fucking TV time Basically, like it doesn't relate. It makes no sense. The production is failing because of it. Like that, well, right. scripts would never do that. To um, everything about Tony D'Angelo makes me want to vomit. Really, it is so stereotypical and so cliche.
0: Like, I'm a fucking guinea. That shit offends me. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at the way you said that. Sorry. It's okay. And like, especially, really, you're going to have him come to
1: the ring in a velour tracksuit with a white beater? Like, really? And like, and side note. As much as I love some indie workers, and I have, and I have a lot of respect for them, just because there's an Italian gangster gimmick on TV doesn't mean they ripped you off. Italian gangster gimmicks have been being done in professional wrestling for 50 fucking years. You did not invent it. Right. And like, this is not to bash certain talents at all, but you especially can't say that you're getting ripped off when one of the people in your tag team is named after a character in the Godfather.
0: Now I know who you're talking about.
1: Thank you. Oh, boy. Like, I love the guys. But give
0: I do me too. a fucking break. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, and the other one is named after a character from the good from Goodfellas. Exactly. Like Wow, you know I knew exactly gangster? who you were talking about as soon as you said that. Wow. Like, like
1: granted you guys aren't gangsters, oh, wow. you're just playing like the typical people from your area of the of the state.
0: But right. still.
1: Like, it's not new. I hate to break this to you. The fucking FBI were around in the 90s. Fucking Big Vito, fucking Tomaselli, fucking uh, Sammy the Bull Gravano. Like, this is not new shit. I know. But to have it being done now on a national level, like, and this is not, this is also not to knock other talent, but that is some indie shit. It doesn't play. No one's fucking buying it. I know. The only only saving grace this kid has is he has a nice-looking finisher. Besides that, no. Like, literally, when they started showing those fucking vignettes of him, it flashed back to Razor Ramon vignettes for me, which they worked back then.
0: But that was also 1992.
1: Exactly. It was fucking 30 years ago. This is is like when you can see fingerprints clear as day of Bruce Pritchard, there they are. Like, I love Bruce Pritchard for some of the shit he's done in this business, but it's becoming obvious. You know, the out-of-touchness is there. You can see it. And you need to get rid of it. Like, you need younger people to come in. Or even, like, your other coaches who know better, like just cause trips is away doesn't mean you should stop listening to Sean and road dog and fucking Matt and fucking Matt Bloom and all that. Like they still fucking, they, they, they still have, they, they should still have some say, which let me get back around to Sean for a second, but I just want to say the one good pot, the one positive thing about NXT and hi, hi everyone in internet land, I told you so. Did I not call it for months? I
0: know Did what you're I talking about, but
1: just fucking say it. Melo Hayes defeated Swerve Scott for the North American title. We didn't get a full feud out of it, but it fucking happened. Which means either I'm, I'm fucking psychic, or B, my house is bugged, or both. Or C, they listen to the podcast, or all three.
0: I'd be flattered if they listen to the podcast. i would be amazing. Uh, my shit gets,
1: like, there's, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna toot my own horn, but uh, I've been following sometimes, one moment.
0: Oh, goodness me. We're being bugged and followed. Yeah,
1: but I want to point out that they, they put a picture on Twitter of it was like Sean being congratulatory with, with, with Carmelo. And it was a very nice it was like Sean standing behind him, like giving him the attaboy while Carmelo wearing the North American title, which like is a very dad nice, hug. It was a very nice sentiment. However, Jesus, Sean, you should have never shaved your head. Yeah. Because now it's grown in and it looks so terrible. Have you seen the picture? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you're like, you're, you're, you're missing shit. Like, I dude, know. No, you look so bad.
0: I know. But he's also and at the point,
1: point where... Duress,
0: he, he's also at the point where, you know... He's not taking shit anymore. He's that a too.
1: heartbreak dad. He ain't gonna get remarried. <laughs> Whisper is his for life. He's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you brought it to the positive note that I wanted to end the show on. Thank you very much. It's like you were reading my mind. Um. So yeah. If you uh, if you uh, thank you for checking out episode 21 of White Heat. Social media. Twitter, I'm at Brian Katie. All well, one word, B-R-I-A-N-C-A-D-Y. He's at JJ underscore Alexander. If you can't spell that, get a fucking dictionary. Yep. Uh, if you have any long-form complaints about something you heard on this show, <laughs> you know the email. Brian.Cady at GodzillaMedia.com. Don't forget if you're interested in that bus trip. We're
1: in a bus. I'll share the link
0: on my Twitter. I'll also put it up there in the YouTube description box for this episode. That being said, uh, this has been White Heat, presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by our friends at Mohawk in Scotia Glenville, and Johnstone Supply in Troy. For J.J. Alexander, I'm Brian Cady. Until episode 22, actually, until our live reactions next week from Crown Jewel, Yeah, we'll catch you then on Thursday, October the 21st. Goodbye, everyone.